this is the Bud Man. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is David Vitterman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Well, 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 we are back, and we finally have a full house in studio. Episode 172 this week of the Moto X Pod Show. Obviously, I'm Darkside. Got my co-host, uh, DJ TJ, who's still setting camera stuff up. Uh, you you good to go, bro? I'm good. You just keep doing what you're doing. Well, I was, you got to say hi. You get your headphones on there. Hey. Cameras are rolling <laughs> on YouTube. Scotty T's in the house. First time we've had both of them in studio together. Should be a lot of fun. I want to thank all of our sponsors. Torque One Racing, our title sponsor, provided high-quality economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic, Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant, Oils, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Cherubies USA, X-Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, and Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out, uh, TJ. I hadn't told you guys this. I was driving around, you know, I work here in the city, driving around, doing some work orders, going down a road, see this kid running around in fly racing gear. Just kid I've never seen before. So I stopped like a creeper. His you dad came out and I said, Hey dude, I see him in this gear. What's up? And, uh, kid races BMX. They ride dirt bikes. They're from Southern California. The dad, uh, Trevor has a, uh, a, a USC t-shirt on. I'm like, Oh, like, like we're family, bro. So we talk for a little bit, tell him about the show. He says he's going to check it out. I don't know if they're going to be on YouTube or not, but they're uh, going to give it a follow, check it out. They want to go ride with us when we go ride somewhere because they don't really know about any places to ride around here. They've heard of Swan. But, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Trevor, Justin, and uh, Jathan. So, yeah, cool. We'll be meeting you guys, maybe some new new friends to go hang out with and go ride with. Yeah, and I actually went and watched the BMX racing for the first At time DeSoto. last night. Yeah, I told him that because he mentioned that DeSoto. This kid has all these bitchin' BMX bikes. Bro, and I, I told him, yeah, my, my producer was at was there last night at DeSoto. Yeah, we we I've never been to one. It was actually really cool. And I'm looking for a bike right now because I want to go try the mountain bike. I mean the BMX racing because yeah. it looks really cheap. And yeah, I guess I it mean, depends on the bike you get. But yeah, yeah. So you anyways, you're gonna get like a Huffy. Uh, Walmart's <laughs> That's got a, a nice re- bike, boy. <laughs> 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 but we'll. Uh, Did you say Walmart? Yeah, yeah. Walmart. Right? Okay. No, but seriously, they don't even I, have bikes in Walmart right now. What do you mean? Are they out? There was like a national bike shortage. I've right heard now. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. that doesn't surprise me. Well, anyways, I found a, um, I found some bikes online. I went for some replies on online to buying some bikes, good used, cheap bikes. So. Yeah, cool. But anyways, it was cool. And um, speaking of fly, fly with like everybody there was like in fly. People were like, it was really weird to me because people are like in their moto gear, mm-hmm. and then like nobody took their helmets off the whole time. And I'm like, can you imagine? I, talking, I went with with Muscle Mark. And I was telling Mark, I was like, can you imagine just hanging out at the dirt bike track and everybody just walking around with their helmets on? It would just yeah. be weird. Yeah, that's that's. I haven't been to a BMX race in a long time. Um, it, couple, go ahead. Okay. it seems like Fly is like 
killing it these days. When when I was growing up, it was Thor Fox and like that was it. Yeah, oh yeah, and that was it. And then now Fly's it's like it's world, like bro. Fly and TLD now. It's like pretty much all there is. That's I mean that's the two brands of gear yeah, I have. Yeah, they're big in BMX. I knew that. Yeah. Um, our guest tonight we have a uh, rookie style Robertson from Rockstar Husky, Factory Honda rider Christian Craig's coming on tonight, and Privateer Chris Moore. They're gonna, we're going to talk to all of them about the season that has been so far. Red Bud coming up, doubleheader. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, guys, all the prize winners in the last couple of weeks. I haven't shipped anything yet. I'm going to get it out. I've got to get the blood oil kit out. I've got to get the fly gear out. I've got to get the stickers out. I've got to get – I've got a couple of number plates that uh, were asked for. And I pulled off all my plastic. Uh, so I've got a couple of number plates to send out. And I feel like there's something else I had to it's send. because it. everybody wants the better graphics, the one you took off. We're gonna, yeah, we'll we'll touch on uh, we'll touch on the graphics at the end of the show, I guess. But I'm really gonna get into it more tonight on tomorrow on the wrap up show, the pulp wrap up show giveaway for this month. We got another set of fly gear. Uh, talk to JT today. We are gonna give away a set of 2021 Fly Kinetic K221 gear, pants and jersey. No gloves right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, just like the bicycles being out, there's a shortage on gear. <laughs> Flies out of a lot of stuff. JT said they, they cannot keep gloves and everything on the shelf. So, anyway, we're going to get pants and jerseys. We're going to do the fantasy thing again. But I'm going to be a little more I – got, I got my rules wrote down so we don't have all the, uh, the misunderstanding like last time. So, here's what we're going to do. Doubleheader this weekend at Redbud. Friday, Monday races. You got to give it your picks for both races. I want the top three in the 450s. I want the top three in the 250s for each race. So two separate picks. You could do it at two separate times. I don't care as long as I have them each before their particular round. We're doing a wild card of, uh, I got it wrote down here, ninth place in the 450s only. Okay, so last time some of you guys didn't give wild cards. Some of you guys didn't pick 250s, but you picked 450s. Got to have your 450 top three, your 250 top three, Ninth place wild card in the 450 only. And here's what we're going to do. If you you get the points for wherever they finish. So if you pick Eli Tomek to win and he wins each moto, you gets 50 points. You get whatever points they get in the race. Okay? If you pick Eli, if you pick the top three, whoever your top three are, and that, that's actually how they finish, I'm going to give you some bonus points, two points, per guy that you get in the right position. So let's say you pick Eli, Zach, and Marvin, but they finish Eli, Marvin, Zach. Well, Eli, you got right. You get a bonus too. That makes sense so far? Yeah, yeah no, me? that makes sense. Okay. TJ's out. That's fine. If you get the wild card, you get a bonus 10 points. If you get all three of your top three right, that's a bonus three points. I've got it figured out. You guys just well, <laughs> no. I get it. it. I mean, it basically you're picking your three guys that you want to count as your three guys. Yeah. And if it, it, they get whatever points they get yeah, in the race, and it it behooves you to guess first, second, third, right? Because yes. you get extra points. Yes, I, you'll get I extra get points. I get it. So anyway, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. That's where you're going to send your picks, and the winner after Tuesday will announce next Wednesday. TJ, if you're here. Scotty, we're going to do the show on Wednesday next week. Everything's Ooh, pushed back okay. a night because Red Bud's on Monday. Okay. Pulp Show's on Tuesday. Got you. I got to listen to the Pulp Show so I can do the wrap-up show. So we're doing our show Wednesday. Got you. Wrap-up show Thursday. Everything's pushed back a week. Okay. We'll pick the winner next Wednesday. It, again, if you guys don't understand, send me an email. I'll, I'll re-explain it to you. 
you're looking at me like a dumb TJ. I mean, I know you have this. I've it's got, typical for you. Yes. No, you're you're doing fine. I'm messing okay. with video stuff, so I'm trying to figure out something that's. I don't understand. So what? Okay, so we're having issues already. No, we are not having issues because at all. you were late, probably. No, I've got, <laughs> I've got a new camera. Yeah. What is that? That's probably off a toy. Uh, I bet it's on oh, R two D two. Yeah, that's his antenna. Yeah, that's his antenna. You broke my R two D two. So anyhow, go ahead. I um no 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 just working on this camera and trying to get the setup right because we have. Yeah. More cameras. Oh yeah, you added one. I, I knew you I talked try, about it. I didn't trying know you actually to add did. one. So okay, that's why we. Oh got yeah, you. I met. You, by the way, I, I told you a minute ago. Like the people I met today, Trevor, Justin, Jathan, mm-hmm. are like that. Like they're like my family basically now. Justin's a big Star Wars fan too. So yeah, and it, it's kind of weird, right? Right. Found your mini me's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be besties. Um, okay, so let's talk about. We've got 15 minutes or so before Styles comes on. Scotty, highlights, things, anything you want to talk about with uh, Ironman this week? Relatively dry track after practice. Yeah, I th- I thought it was cool. Um, I I know probably a lot of they probably got a little bit of flack from not on the see. I only, I still haven't got NBC Sports gold, even though I've paid for it. But I've I figured out that some kind of confusion with my name and email address didn't match up. Okay, but I got that coming. So I've only been catching second motos, and I thought it was cool that they filmed. Ferrandis's comeback from like they pretty much didn't pull the camera off of him until he got into like third. He's and I it. I know that probably the Geico guys like being in front and other guys probably were a little upset like where's our TV time? But that was cool to watch <laughs> yeah. him come all the way through. Like yeah. I, I see why they did that. Yeah, it was exciting. I mean that's that's what we want to watch, right? We want to see the action. I mean to me, Jamar out front just by himself. It's not that exciting to watch. Oh, it's yeah. it's over because you're just going to be watching the numbers on the side and see yeah, how far yeah. I see where Durant Ferrandez's numbers keep jumping to. Dude, so, have you guys seen it's any over. better racing than Eli and Barsha? Yeah, that was good. Moto2? That's what I was. That was yeah. gnarly. Like, but as far as we talk about Ferrandez, the 250, everybody's fighting for second. Yeah, yeah. I think Jmart even kind of said that. Like, you know, it's he's the better guy right now. He just is, and that was cool of. Jmart to admit that. Oh, yeah, um, I think if he gets hot one weekend though, he can make a good race. Yeah, but. Who, who knows what's going to happen to Redbud? You know, uh, Tim Ritchie was on Pulp last night yes, and said they're yeah. going to put like a uh, uh, like a break, not a break check, but like a speed a, check. A speed check in front of the the leap, which <laughs> may give more of an advantage to Ferrandis. It might. It may not be nothing he, more than just like an extra little roller that yeah, you kind of have to wheelie tap. Does, does Ritchie have like some stock in like the Yamaha Blueprint <laughs> stuff? Know, because they, they're going to be the only guys clearing it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of got brought up last night. Yeah, yeah that's what they said. Um, yeah. So anyway, that would be. An, I'm looking forward to Red Bud. Uh, I, I think it's cool to have a doubleheader. I was telling you, TJ, like it kind of it stinks that it's going on while I'm at work yes. Friday because I'll have to watch yes. it later that night. Like getting my picks will be. I have to do that around work and figure that out. But it's. Uh, what about you, TJ? What, what stood out for you? I mean, anything in particular with the race? No, I think that um, I I feel like things are going to fall apart for Osborne. Really? I, I just I don't. don't know. I don't what know why. Butthole. Which I'm super bummed about. But after watching this, knowing how he is as far as with his like, I'm not. I don't want to be a dick, but say his mental game. He is definitely going to. Um, I, I think he's going to struggle to, like, when things don't go right, I think they're going to really not go right, and that's going to cause big issues for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I, I can see that because Zach can be he's, – he's mentally – he can get inside his own head a little bit, I think. 
Things have to be too right for him to do good. Sometimes. That, that, there's some truth to that. He's not going to do what Ferrandis did in the 250 as far as, like, I mean, I'm not, well, saying he's, he's, yeah. I'm not saying he's that much better, but I'm saying when things don't go right, he's not going to. He has admitted that he's not always willing to send it if, if things aren't perfect. Yep. I mean, he, he things really didn't go right for him in the first moto, and he came back, and I mean, like, oh, man, him he running podiumed. that lapper yeah. that sucked. I mean, like, that was his fault. His mistakes 100%. looked. His mistakes looked kind of like what you were saying. Like he just kind of like, just kind of. But he recovered. He came back. Yeah. Hard. Got an overall. But it, I'm just saying it's he, not going to be, like he's. I don't know. I, I think honestly, the person to watch for this title right now is Marv. Really? Yes. And like, he's only 13 back. Consistency wise, Marv is going to kill him. Marv's going to have the points lead. Whether he hmm. wins the title, I don't like, know. Maybe after this weekend, but not for long. Who's going to take it from Eli? Life? Dude, he made up half the points this one round, just about. And then look how Barsha rode this week. Barsha's but can Barsha stay consistent? Yes. He typically hasn't. But and I asked him about that last night in the press conference. When you go back and look at all the over, overall results from all three rounds, it's like 2-6, Yeah. 1-5. So, like, I mean, everybody's going to have one of those seventh, eighth place motos. I, I think it's just – I don't know if – That's Tom, true. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Tomax even already had some of those, and it's probably going to have some more – and my biggest question with them is there's three out of four motos where his bike has not looked like he's smoking at the end of Iron Man. Oh, yeah, it's always smoking. It's like, uh, that's he not, is, yeah. that's got to be scary as far as like trying to bike sales. Yeah, he talked about that in the press conference, too. We did a Monday press conference with MX Sports yesterday, and he talked about that. And I asked Justin about, he's been pretty vocal about the bike, working in some situations, but not working for him in others. Yeah. And I asked him, like, when you look at the tracks coming up, do you worry? Like, oh, the bike may not work so much in some of these situations. And he kind of, he said, yeah, you know, it, it is a factor. But right now, I think he he seems, that his confidence is high. So that's going to make a big difference. But uh, it, it's going to be a good, good, what we got? Yeah, I'm excited. Six, six left? Yeah. Two, yeah. Nine, yeah, six left. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Um, What else, TJ? Anything? Um, I guess we, we mentioned the graphics thing. Do you want to? Dude, you keep messing with that camera. I'm gonna have to throw it out in the rain. Looks Hopefully, like we don't going. lose power because we got a storm coming through. It sounds like that'd be awesome. Lose power? I, I said it facetiously. You're an idiot. I just <laughs> want to say that. No. What? What? <laughs> do Do you guys want to weigh in on the beatdown I got last night from Steve? Uh, no, it was awesome. I'm a, I like. I still have to go watch it. I'm yeah, gonna, I, I was, I was halfway through the shows, but I'll go. I'll go check it out. So. I'm going to get into it more on the, the wrap-up show. But when – so Steve commented on the Instagram picture I put up of it. Just and Steve doesn't even follow me. Yeah, he must. On Instagram. No, I think somebody probably showed it to him when I he went you. and commented, is my guess. And he said something about a lot of logos. And I was like, yeah, this is probably – this was like Saturday or Sunday. And I'm like, okay, this is probably going to get to be a thing on Pulp. And maybe an hour before Barsha came on, Talon texted me and said, hey, Steve wants you to call in after Barsha. Steve only has asked me to call in when he's ragging. when he has something to give me crap about. Right. So I was like, oh, boy, it's probably this. And sure enough, like he started off by telling me how the wrap-up show's doing better and it's getting good and blah, up. blah, blah. <laughs> and then, oh, okay, here we go. And he unloaded. So... Yeah, I mean, look, I, I understand. I said this a little bit last night. There are a lot of logos on my graphics kit. But, TJ, I feel like since starting this show a few years ago, we're very, very fortunate to have people help us out. Yeah. That before the show, 
I've been paying full retail and had no connections. I still pay full retail and have no connections. Well, there you go. See? Ditto. So you, you see where I'm coming from. <laughs> because when I get something at a discount or free, I feel like, man, there's not a lot I can do but say thank you by posting yeah. Yeah, yeah, and putting you. their graphics on my bike. So when uh, Berm Lords was making my graphics, Adam said, or yeah, uh, Montoya. Montoya said, mm-hmm. you know, send me your sponsors or whatever. I was like, dude, everybody that helped me out, just figure out a spot to put them on. Just make it work. Dude, the fact that, I mean, this is not a Pulp MX thing, so this is all. Yeah. But the fact that you left him off. That, uh, first that, of all, talking to your mic. The fact that you left yes. Pulp off of, like, Steve off of the graphics. <laughs> yeah, I thought about and that. And you put Kiefer on, like, 12 times. I Okay. So. <laughs> just wait till, you, <laughs> yeah. wait till you hear this. Is good. Well, yeah, Kiefer's <laughs> on there three times. On each side. Yes. So Shrouds, times. swing arm, front fender, I believe. Six times. So it's. Three spots each side, you know, two sides. That's six. Okay, sure. If you so, do that so, math like that, yes. So what does Kiefer give you? I'm just, I'm just gonna ask. Listen, you. no, 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 no. What is that? You're helping out your sponsors. Right. So uh, people who have given you stuff, what has Kiefer hooked me up with the work, some of the works connection stuff. Did, and did works connections get on there? <laughs> uh, Will you let me tell my story? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, no, I'm okay. not. I'm not. <laughs> well, then I can't explain. I mean, just so, go ahead and say your part. Then I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to explain it if you don't so, give me a minute to talk about it. Because we only got like ten minutes. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So when the graphics thing was coming around, when Adam needed the stuff, I was going through some crap at home life and really wasn't really didn't care that much. I just sent the list over and didn't realize that I'd forgotten pulp and forgotten works connection. And then when Adam sent me the proofs, I just glanced at it. I was like, yeah, it looks good. I didn't really realize Kiefer was on there three times. I did want it on my shrouds. I like his logo, man. I think it looks good on bikes. And Kiefer, anytime I need help, Kiefer will help me. I know. So that's why I want to give him – I wanted to give him the love on the shrouds. And I just think it looks good on the bikes that he helps and tests. So I helped you build your motor. Do I get to be on the next graphics? You are under the Moto X Pod show – no, platform. Made, no, my shop logo. It's me like this. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> Wait, we'll see. I, I feel you though. I've made I've made the mistake of not proofing the graphics right because yeah, and it's not Berm Lord's fault. It was yeah. mine for just I glanced at it. I thought it looked cool, and I still I still think it looks okay. My, my 450 says Scott T comma instead of Scott T period. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so well, I've been there. I got a lot thanks to Steve. My my Instagram follows during that conversation and afterwards went up, I don't know, 50, 60, 100, I don't even know. Uh, when I opened my Instagram, because he asked me to see what the comments were saying, like it was just all new follows. So I appreciate that. And But I, I was getting a bunch of positive feedback. Hey, that's how the internet works, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get, I don't think I got any negative responses, honestly. I got a couple guys that said, like you did, Scotty, uh, like Spencer Wright said it was a little busy. Yeah. It wasn't super negative. They were like, it's, it, there's a lot of logos, but it's your bike. Do what you like. See, I like that. I don't really. Right. I'm not a big fan of like the new like having like a neon yellow KTM or like a oh, black yeah. or white. I don't know. I right. like. I like the and, classics. And it's Steve, man, I know I want to get into this more. Like said, oh, silver number or gray numbers. What series runs gray numbers? Fuck, who cares? That was dumb. <laughs> sorry, sorry about the language. <laughs> who cares? I, I I just like the look of the gray. Numbers. I've had gray numbers on my bike since I got my 06 Honda, just because I think it looks cool. Hey, I put red For on me. mine, and people are like, oh, what are you, the champion? I'm like, yeah. I just thought well, dude, I wanted to do a red on, color scheme. Some guy on Twitter today posted that nobody should run single-digit numbers unless you've won a national championship. 
Single digits. I mean, I don't. I I don't run single. I did. I ran the number one one year where I won a series, and I. Wait, raced you actually it. did. You were actually that guy. Yeah. See, I would have still not the done next, that. I did this to mess with my buddies. But oh, okay. Sure. Like I won the series, and then the next year <laughs> I ran okay. the number one and won it again. See, I could probably well, do that. I could see myself do that. I have I a that. Yeah. I have a story behind my three that relates but, to my dad, and that's why I went with it. But this guy was like, well, unless you win a national championship, you shouldn't run number three, which is silly. But I went in, and I have that plaque. For, I showed you from the night national racing the series yes. championship or whatever. It's like some made-up. They they got some kind of backing to have a night national. like this, yeah. And I won that. So I took a picture and said, I beg to differ. I did win a national championship, sort of. I just noticed the other really day, I've had, I've had those trophies from that Moto Master series oh, that I did. Yeah, yeah. I've had them in my house for, what, three years now? And yeah. I did not realize that it's you. That you're on. Oh, the one of the cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, the, you're like yeah. on all my trophies. I was like, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, that's, that's me, dude. That's that, Dark Side. I was like, it even says Dark Side. I was like, what? Cole and April <laughs> did that for me as a surprise. Yeah. And then I didn't even win my moto, my race. So I didn't. Hey, get, I, I got one. I got one of the first. I've got some ones. of the stickers left over yeah. that say first, but I didn't win a first. I think I got a second or third that day. I thought it was cool because they gave you the, the little champion plate. The yeah. number plate. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, my my mind's slipping on the guy. The guy that does graphics for Mark um, rides with us. Uh, Clay? Clay oh, Northern yeah, yeah, did Clay that. Northern. Clay Northern did that graphics his, for his, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His looks good. He did. He just designed some graphics for Doc. Oh, okay, like cool. For his new stuff. and like I, Well, we're, we're going to advertise. Today is September 1, I just realized. Yeah. New sponsor. I didn't even give him a read because I forgot to do the, ho- the homework. Because you're a dick. Well, let's watch our language. We have, I, kid, we have some kids listening, and we have a... Baptist preacher listening now, possibly. Is that so, who? Is that who your buddies were? The the new guy, Trevor. Yeah, he's. So we're gonna watch our language. We need to do that anyway. I noticed that pulp kind of gets a little. They get a well, little, and I do too. I slip all the time. It's but not like I dropped the f bomb. I know, but anyway, yes, I I did screw up um, and forget to write up a read for our new sponsor, Berm Lords Graphics. Heck yeah. Um, Shan Garcia, who owns Shock Socks and a long time sponsor of our show, is now on board. What? I was just, if you want a million stickers on your bike, call it now. <laughs> I was about to say, we kind of segued okay. a new sponsor. You don't really have good to day. have 375 stickers on your bike if you don't want to. But if you do, uh, if you do, dude, hold on. Adam Montoya will figure it out. And it's, what, what are we holding on for? I got to figure out how to pay, how to uh, post this up. Because like, he actually did my graphics, and they yeah. actually look good. Listen, it's at Berm Lords on Instagram. <laughs> Give them a follow on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we'll probably have some. Have we may do some giveaways with some stickers or some discount codes coming up. But really glad to have Berm Lords on with us. We'll get them added to the website. All that good stuff. Uh, we got three minutes before Styles, and I'm missing something else I want to talk about. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all, like y'all bailing on South Central? We can talk about that. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to go to South Central with you this weekend, yeah. and yeah. my freaking pinched nerve started acting up Saturday and I couldn't turn my neck until today. So I was out and TJ bailed because he didn't want to go without his best friend. You know, I, I have, I have a pinched nerve in my, in my shoulder blades. Yeah. And, uh, my buddy that studied kinesiology gave me a, uh, a lacrosse ball and you put the lacrosse ball up to that point. And like, as you like, you take a breath Mm -hmm. and then it like it, shoots oxygen to it oh cool and it like and it releases all those muscles around because what happens is muscles get tight around it and so when then it releases those it lets it kind of correct itself out because i got to that point where i didn't even know if i was going to keep riding yeah, yeah it hurt so bad and then i did that and i've been good ever since awesome yeah i need to look into that 
Uh, yeah. Let's take a quick break and we'll get Styles on. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom painted helmets tricked out and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998 and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X-Pod show sent you. All right, we're back with the first guest of the night. Brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Damon Bradshaw, and Zach Osborne, Fly Racing is the gear for you. Visit flyracing.com, check out the 2021 lineup, and uh, let them know the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us from Rockstar Husky, Styles Robertson. What's up, bro? Oh, just another beautiful day here in uh, Claremont, Florida. Yeah, how how is it down there? Hot? Uh, yeah, today it was it was it was pretty hot, humid. It's been uh, raining a lot, but uh, yeah, just went down, rode a sand track today. Uh, it's been raining, so we're flooded out at uh, Baker's. So uh, made the most of it and went had went and had some fun today. How do you like it down there, at Baker's? Uh, that seems to be the gnarly. Uh the gnarly program Cooper Webb talked about that a lot when he switched over how how different it was from what he was doing yeah no it's it's different but um you know I think it's it's one of the best programs out there I mean I think it is the best program out there so it's it's awesome to be here in Florida you know training with the you know the best riders in the sport and uh just learning every day from you know Eldon Mike and Seth and uh yeah just just putting in the work and uh, having some fun yeah, so you talked about learning. Uh, you're you're a rookie, obviously. You just came off a of killer Loretta's, and then you go into nationals. Uh, tell me something you've learned in the first three rounds. Tell me what maybe surprised you. Um, honestly, just it's it, you have to get a start for sure. 
Um, first minute last week, and I was I was up from up front towards the front. I, was, I think I was ninth, and uh, man, it's a dog fight, you know. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could be up there more. I ended up going down, but no, it's it's been good. It's been a learning curve for sure. Just just got to get a good start and be up front with those guys, um, you know, and, and see the pace and everything, which I haven't been to, been able to do yet. Besides at Loretta's when I got seventh, but uh, the circumstances were a little different there, yeah. a little muddy, but a little uh, muddy. No, the pace. The, the pace is pretty gnarly, but uh, no, I think it's good. Just need to need to get better starts and and you know go to class. Okay. So we have a listener question. Uh, looks like Kentucky Curry was asking. Said they got to meet you and your grandparents last weekend, and um, they said they were super. Y'all were super nice people. And ask about if you had any good stories about being homeschooled by your grandma. Oh, yeah, those were good times. My grandma homeschooled me from, I think, about fifth grade till seventh, and then I started doing it on my own. But, no, grandma was awesome. They used to actually take me riding um, in SoCal when I was younger on 85s and stuff to train. So, uh, yeah, my grandparents have helped me out a ton. It's, it's been awesome to, you know, be able to spend the time with them and travel with uh, travel around with them. So, speaking of that, coming up, and, and I've had somebody else bring this up to me, and they wanted me to ask this. Coming out of Loretta's, and I believe somebody else on one of the other podcasts had said something about this, but I can't remember who it was. You're like one of the top kids. Like everybody's there for you. Everything is all about the the A class guys, the guys that are there. And then you come into the pro ranks where you're just a guy who's, you know, I, and, and I'm not being rude. It's just a learning curve. But you're just a guy trying to get into that top five on every weekend. How big of a difference is that for y'all? Yeah, I know it's it's pretty crazy, you know, because going into Loretta's, you know, you obviously, um, like, because I really didn't know I was racing outdoors, so I got told, you know, no expectations, but it's weird because I've always had, you know, expectations to go, you know, go win or, like, be mad, you know what I mean? So just, just the learning curve of going out there and just trying to learn is a little different, but I'm getting used to it, you know, Scuba and the team have been awesome, you know, they're fully, fully invested and, and, and helped me along the way, so... It's been it's been different, but I'm I'm enjoying it for sure. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the the team a little bit. Um, so from when from did your bike change that much from like because you basically went to the red as as a two different kind of classifications? So I can't, I can't really hear. You. I was I was just gonna say uh, going in from like you're basically two classifications, you know, but at the same track. Is your once you got on the team, did your bike change at all? Were you pretty much running the same thing, or did you have to get used to something new to go ride the same track that you just rode? No, it was the same. Um, I'm still on, on you know 48, um, but no, it's 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 pretty much the same bike, just a little bit of better motor, um, but nothing was too too crazy. Um, so. Yeah, bike was bike was comfortable. Just got you know some pie bolts and you know some stuff like that, some foot pegs. But uh, other than that, it's been the same. But I, I uh, yeah, I think it was a new frame too. But I really like uh, the Husqvarna when they have a new frame. You know, I I like that going a lot. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to to ride one of those uh, KTM's or Huskies or anything. Um, I, I I'm on a Honda, so I, I'd love to ride. I, I need to get one. I, I got a couple of buddies that have them. Actually. TJ, your yeah, Doc's got son, one now. My son Doc Smith just switched from the Cowie to the K, to the KTM's, and he's quite. He, I mean, he'd been wanting to do it for the last few years, and the Team Green deal kind of ran out, so it was time to try something new, and he's happy with it. Yeah, no, they're really good bikes. I think they handle 
really, really good, and the power's awesome, and, yeah. and they rev to the moon. And you did the same thing. You switched from Cowie to Husky, right? Yeah, I was with Cowie for eight years and uh, switched to Husqvarna last year. Yeah, so, I mean, he didn't notice it. He saw it as a big advantage. It wasn't, like, a huge change. So, like, but as far as, yeah, like, no, like it, negative it, change, it was, like, nothing but positive. I keep asking him, what do you like better on the Cowie? What can, he's like, nothing. <laughs> right, yeah, no, the, the Husqvarna's are unreal for sure. The power and just, yeah, like, the handling is the biggest difference to me. And, yeah, they're awesome. They, they handle great, and they turn really, really good. Hey, so – what was your expectations coming into the pro ranks? Like, you know, what did the team put any expectations, any pressures? And are, are you about where you thought you would be? Um, no, the team put zero expectations on me. Uh, they're even telling me to, hey, calm down, you're fine. <laughs> um, just relax. I put almost too much pressure on myself. But, uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, yes and no, like during the week, you know. I feel as I could be a little bit better, you know. I'd like to be in the top ten, um, you know, every weekend. Right. Um, but just you just got to put yourself in that position in this class because it's so deep, you know. There's like when you're in fifteenth, you're battling a solid dude, you know. It's not like you know amateur racing um, where you know it kind of varies faster. I feel like when you're in the pros, you know, it's it's crazy. You hit sixteenth, seventeenth, it's a factor guy, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and yep. you're battling them, so it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, go ahead, TJ. Well, have you noticed any changes that you want to do to your training as far as, like, things that you've noticed within these first? Well, the first two rounds are kind of a bit of a wash, but as you're getting into this, have you noticed things that, that you wish you'd have known as an amateur? Honestly, it hasn't it hasn't shocked me as much, I guess. I mean, it, it has definitely, but I, I think you. just you have to be up front at the beginning, you know? Because those first couple laps, they're gone. Yeah, you know the leaders are are, are broken away and and they're they're setting setting the pace. And then you know if you make I made a mistake the first lap last weekend and went down, like you go back quick, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's a, it's a uh, it's pretty crazy. That I think the one thing that I probably have learned is the first three laps are crucial. You know, you can't. It's a fine line of not crashing and it's a fine <laughs> line of sprinting. You know, everything you have. Yeah, we we hear that a lot. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, and it's got to be different with those, like, because at the end of, you know, 20 minutes in and people are still just, like, pushing completely hard. Like you said, 16, 17th place. And so I think it's good that you're doing the uh, that training at Alden Baker's. So I kind of want you to, like, paint us a picture a little bit. First day, driving down to Florida, what do you, what do you like, what do you kind of have in mind? What are you kind of picturing? And then, like, what to reality, like, pulling into the gates first day, what you got? Yeah, first day was actually, um, it wasn't that bad because I ended up breaking my ankle at uh, Supercross <laughs> Futures. I was kind of laying low about that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I ended up crashing pretty gnarly, a uh, pretty big one. And uh, so the first day, I think I just did some, like, I want to say maybe like 15-minute motos or something. But it's crazy because you have Olden Baker watching you. And that day, <laughs> I had all of the Husky team out there. So the pressure was definitely on. And at first, I was really nervous being around Eldon, um, which I finally have loosened up around him. But, right. I mean, just growing up, you've always dreamed of, you know, training with Eldon Baker and, you know, being on a factory team, you know, and especially the Husqvarna team is unreal. So, yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking. But, uh, <laughs> no, now, I'm, now I'm comfortable with it. And, and you know, being able to train with, train with them is unreal. You know, with Zach and just everybody, it's 
at first it was a little a little nerve wracking, but now it's good. Next time that you're out there training and he's giving you a hard time, just be like, "Oh yeah, I remember all the championships you won," and see how that works out. For all yeah, the, no, I yeah, can't all do the... that. <laughs> hey, Stal, my last question for you. Um, you know, you talked about the difficulties of learning the pace and all that. Two races coming up, almost back to back at Redbud. So four thirty plus twos in the heat of the day. Um, how do you feel about that? What do you think, man? That's, is that going to be a, a lot or, you know, you're young and you're going to kill it? I'm honestly excited for that because I feel I can, you know, adjust and, and it's, you know, only three days away is the next race, yeah. you know? So I think I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it, you know, um, just making a little adjustments and, and going out there and trying to improve right, right away, you know, cause that's honestly what I've been liking about racing pro is, you know, Amateur race, you don't do good at Loretta's, and then you have so long to sit and think about <laughs> Right, right. Well, here, you better be over it by Monday because you're training, and, you know, you're on a flight Thursday to go race again. So uh, I, I honestly enjoy that. It's 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 a uh, grind, but it's 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 cool to see improvement. I like it, man. Hey, I, I want to apologize for the technical issues. Um, we're going to go ahead and let you go, and we're going to try to figure out what's going on. But I, I want to get you back on, you know, maybe mid-season. Well, <laughs> mid-season. It's almost mid-season already. <laughs> we'll get you back on in a few weeks and kind of see, you know, w- if there's any difference and maybe be able to get into your story a little bit more. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Absolutely, Styles. Thanks, man. You be safe, and good luck this weekend. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. See you guys. All right. Let's take a break and see if we can figure this thing out. Hey. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com 
and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Okay, we're back. Uh, we've got a few minutes before Christian Craig comes on. We think we figured out some of the sound issues that we're having. TJ was explaining off air, but you guys go ahead uh, and talk. I was just going to say that I thought it was funny that while we were just sitting here messing with mics and testing, we jumped three viewers. So Heck like, yeah. I guess everybody wanted to see the behind the scenes. That, that, that's exactly what it is. It's just the behind the scenes is yeah, what's the good part. That's what sells. You think so? Yeah. Um, I think something. So now what? <laughs> you guys got to come prepared with some stuff. Hey, I, I line the guests up, dude. I line the technical. Okay, well, computer. here, I got. I mean, like, I don't even do I'm, that no more. I do I'm the, texting the writers to tell them thank here, you. I've got, and a, I've got a, a story minute. from this weekend. We, okay, story from at, the weekend. We were out at South Central, and I don't know if y'all rode the vet track yet. Yes. Okay, so the, the section that used to be the kind of the uh, mini O's track that yes. turned into the new vet track. Yes. So that last tabletop coming out of that bowl corner. It's got like a huge brick wall in it now. Just like you come out of the corner, hit the tabletop, and it's just like chug wall. And well, I was on the right. Oh, the, like it's like a bowl turn to the left. Yeah, right there by kind of where you park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's it's kind of a steep little tabletop right out of the corner. And it's like a sand landing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was on the to get it on the one twenty five was like to even get close to clearing it was everything. So I was I was hucking it real hard. Well, one of my buddies was right behind me. I hit the wall. Everything except for my throttle hand got blown off the bike, and I was just completely like boner aired in the air. And somehow my buddy was behind me, and Spencer was on the side of the track watching us come through. And they were both like, "I don't know how you saved that," because I I like landed back tire, swapped out, other other hand came back and and slammed into the the handlebars, and then like rode it like twisted and just rode it off off the track. And it was it was definitely like one of those. So you, you see, dark side. That's what you got to do is <clears throat> save, save your bike whenever you're gonna crash instead of just hitting the ground and breaking things on your body. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I get. I'm, Can, how do I'm you not gonna. That? I'm gonna because knock on wood. I get. I don't know. I I get really sketchy good. Like sketchy good. When like when I get when I get loose <laughs> like that, I somehow pull like miraculous things. Yeah. Out what of, it is is you probably and this is the complete knock on him. But you probably have good technique, and good technique <laughs> comes into play whenever you are in bad situations. Your body instantly goes back to it, and that's how you save stuff. Where him, he rides over his head all the time, and hey, just even well, when he hasn't ridden in like two months, he just goes out and sits. You know what? It's the not A-ray of <laughs> podcasters. You know, uh, I, okay. Darside, I got your back on this because last time I rode with TJ was out at uh, Travis Goss's house, and. TJ was on that KX250F and oh, was... I did wind up in the trees. He, he jumped down a cliff into <laughs> into trees, and it every time he went through that double section, all of us just had our fingers crossed because it was it was panic revy. It was scary. It was... I don't it's know. how I ride. No, I ride on the rev limiter when I'm in the air a lot, but yes, because I've been so, riding two strokes for so long. Yeah, I did but too. But I did whiskey through that rhythm section and literally jumped down the hill, and I'm like... Off into the bushes. Oh, he was in the woods for about an hour. And I'm, they're all sitting up at the house, like chilling, and I'm out there working on suspension settings. And I jump off into the woods, and I see this like grassy area or like like weedy area, and I'm like, okay, that won't be too bad. And as soon as I landed, I realized there was like a log under the brush. <laughs> nice. And I just went end over end to the point that the bike just pile drove me into the ground. And then I'm like laying there. I'm like one of those things where you're crawling around. You're like, <gasps> yeah, like that. You know how that is. I've never felt that before. I, I didn't say <laughs> David Bradshaw's going to kill me, but basically <laughs> the same thing as that. 
<laughs> and, uh, oh, you guys suck. Yeah, I hate so that. everybody's anyways, a critic. No, but even better. So I'm down there. And I'm like, I better get up and get my bike going before somebody comes down here worried that I'm hurt. Yeah. And so I get up and I get down to my bike and it's like weeded to pieces, like like all crunched. Yeah, none up. of us had any idea and not a clue. I ride up out of the back and they all look at me and they're like, Hey, did you TJ wreck? go down? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, my crash so, happens yeah. ha- crashes the last couple happened so fast that like it's like I don't well, I, I should say the David Bradshaw one I remember thinking, "Uh-oh, oops, that was a mistake." But the one the last time oh. at South Central just like one second I was <laughs> on the bike oh, yeah. and the next time <clears throat> thing I, I was on my head. Two both twice in that same wreck. Both I twice? Was, both twice. Yeah, both twice in that same re- in that same instance I thought I was going straight to the straight to the ground. Yeah. Straight to the trailer. Well, lucky you. Yeah, it was nice, you know. They, like I'm saying, I got to knock on some wood. They make an MX33 that is a really good front tire. That that won't happen. I, I I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, who makes that? Yeah, yeah. Starcross Fives. No, <laughs> not not at all. Michelin logo on my bike. Thank you, Randy Richardson. <laughs> so, one of the things I was going to say, we have a couple minutes again. Back to the logos was <laughs> so Steve. Everybody's a lot of people are busting on me on Twitter, right, and making comments, and Steve. Steve says, oh, I commented today, if you guys aren't on Twitter, I said, uh, now I understand why A-Ray and JT are always mad at Steve. I get it now. Yeah. Steve then replies with, somebody has to you know, say the hard things or yeah, whatever, be honest. Yeah. And I was like, well, I would respond and thank all my sponsors, but Twitter only allows 280 characters. So <laughs> not enough to thank all my sponsors. But anyway, but uh, like, speaking of the wrap-up show real quick, if you guys listen to the wrap-up show, and even if you don't, send an email to Pulpamex at, what is it, I, I, Steve at Pulpamex, no, what, I, I don't remember the damn show, with, contact at Pulpamex.com or contact at Pulpamexshow.com, whatever the damn show email is, send an email, tell them how much you love the wrap-up show, send a voicemail, bombard the voicemails with pro wrap-up show. It would drive Steve crazy. It would be awesome. He's actually coming around. Where he's been giving but me some compliments on that stuff. That'd be awesome. But and actually, <laughs> he starts talking about a wrap-up show. Remind me, somebody. Yeah. Oh, crap. Remind me after this. I need you to do something before we leave tonight. Yeah. yeah. So to, to do with the wrap-up because I won't remember. Yeah, I got. A, I wrote a note. Um. But anyway. Uh. Yeah. So wrap-up show. I don't even know where I was going. It's tomorrow night. I got some things to say about it. We're, we'll get into it. Steve. Who's on the wrap-up? Uh, Mason Mills from. Seal Savers, yeah, our our direct competitor, Shock Socks, and Kyle Duvall, who I know that name. He's a listener of Pulp, and okay. he called in a few weeks ago when JT was on the phone and said that he had gotten his pecker stuck in the zipper. Yep, okay, that's I, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, Kyle <laughs> reached out, wanted to come on the wrap up show. So that's who we're gonna have on tomorrow night. Should be good. Yeah, we'll I probably thought... spend most of the time. Can. Talking about my call. Would it be like, in a, would, would I get scolded by you to talk about that situation right there? What do you mean? Would, would that be inappropriate? Right now? Right now. Well, we have two minutes till Christian. Oh, okay. So can we get to it afterwards? No, that's fine. I just didn't want to get in trouble again for the thing. I didn't it's even not, know that look, I just, happened. Huh? I didn't even know that ha- like still happens yeah. to people. Like, yeah, God, I, I, I kind of said I felt like he was fishing for it. They were giving away a set of the new light pants with the boa. It's uh, the so I kind of felt show. like he was it's not the fishing a little show, bit. It's the, the zip-up zip up show. show. <laughs> right. Um, oh, as far as scolding you, it just I, I don't want anybody that if we can get some new listeners, some kids listening, that'd be cool, right? I mean, yeah, you just have to make you just have to make them kind of double layered, kind of like they do in like kid, I have to kids. be careful because I do use 
bad words. Well, like they a do, lot. like they do in Disney movies. The kid, I mean, the kid has no idea, but there's actually oh, they yeah. actually made an adult joke. I actually know? don't believe there's such thing as bad words. We just decided they were bad words. Just adjectives. They're just words, but yeah. still, I don't want to upset any of our new listeners or listeners. Garrett Rockley says Twitter is generally a cesspool of idiots and keyboard warriors. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Dark right. side is on it all the time. I think. But I'm always really, really nice. I've never, I've never tweeted in my life. I do not have a <laughs> I don't twit. I don't have a hey. twatter either. Twatter. I don't Twitter. Let's, twatter, uh, let's tweeter. take a quick break and get Christian on. All right. Sounds good. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brittany Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right. Hopefully, we got our technical issues solved. Our next guest is brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, the Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic accessories. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, a Cherubies has what you need. So visit a CherubiesUSA.com. Or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Fully and Talon know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, the Cherubies brings us factory Honda's Christian Craig. What is up, CC? Not much. Just hanging out at home. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Yeah, so actually, I'm going to just jump right into the family stuff. Because you uh, are a big, big family man. That's a lot of you and Paige post a lot of that stuff. Um, How much of a difference has that made in your life over the last... I would say what? How old is Jagger now? Nine, eight? He's almost six. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So in the last six or seven years, I guess six years really since Jagger came along, how much of a difference has that made in your program, your outlook in life? uh, And just, you know, when you have a bad day at a race, like it, what kind of difference has that made? Oh, it's huge. I mean, I I think I could speak for any dad um, that has kids. It's kind of a, it's so motivating um, you know, good or bad, like say I have a bad day at a race, I come home on Sunday, Jagger and, and Lennon are acting the same. So, um, <laughs> you can only get so mad and you, you move on quick. So, yeah. um, it's, it's super motivating though. I have kids and, and you know, that I, it's kind of one of the reasons I'm, I'm still racing. It's, uh, I'm just trying to uh, show my kids, you know, chase their dreams. Yeah, and I see that on on the you know you guys haven't really done the vlog I don't think in a little while at least I haven't seen any but of course I don't get on YouTube that much but it's been really cool to see Jagger getting on a bike and uh, it most of what we see he seems like he's pretty into it pretty happy how cool is that to for you to see your kid out there and loving what you do Yeah, it, it's it's awesome um, for a while there I didn't think he'd be into it I thought it, it was going to be a like he always had a bike yeah and he could care less for a few years and I'm perfectly fine with that. Like that thing can sit in the garage, you know, as long as you want until he wants to ride it. And so the past uh, year and a half, he's getting into a pretty, pretty uh, serious. He had his first race and, and he finished fourth, but I mean, that was, that was out of four riders. So, um, how, how was his reaction? Was he okay with it? We don't tell him that as long as he got a trophy, which he did, he was happy. So, right. Um, but no, it's awesome seeing it. I mean, as long as he's having fun and and whenever he asks me, you know, to go riding, I'm all about it, but I'm not going to push it on him. And, um, I actually got him a, a riding coach just because like I'm gone quite a bit and I, you know, when we're at the track, I have to do my motos. And so I have someone that kind of helps him out the entire time and someone that I, I can trust. And it's kind of like a babysitter at the track, you know, right, the right. Way. but, um, obviously he knows his dad got on a dirt bike. So he comes to me, you know, when he, when he wants help. So that's no, cool. It's cool. I, I love watching him ride and, and, uh, hopefully he enjoys it, even though if, if it's just a hobby or, or whatever. 
So. Sure. That's rad. Yeah, I got something for you. When, as a dad of a kid who's grown up, my kid started racing at four, and um, you've got a really good early start because hopefully you realize that he's not going to listen to you as soon as he <laughs> thinks he knows how to ride anymore. He'll listen to like some random person who is like a sea rider. He'll have to get Cole Seeley out he there. He doesn't know how to do anything. Doesn't know how to ride. The guy's terrible, but he'll listen to that dude over you because you're dad. Yeah, so sure. getting him a trainer early was smart. <laughs> it was. Um, it's actually this guy Caleb. He he trains the Deegans, and Jagger watches their YouTube, and of so course. he knows Caleb. And so ah, I got gotcha. a hold of him. I got a hold of him, and at first he was like starstruck with Caleb. <laughs> he's like, I see him on all these videos, and I thought that was so cool, you know. So they're buddies, and he comes and takes Jagger riding, but. Just stuff like that, you know, it, it, it keeps it fun for Jagger. It's like, you know, he can go ride with the kids that Caleb trains, and, and it's kind of like just a fun day for him. Yeah, so that's, that's rad. He's, he's got more followers than us, but he's a lot, he's a lot cuter than any of us too. So <laughs> Jagger's super – I got to uh, TJ, I think it – I think I don't know if it was this year or last year, but at one of the rounds I, I got to see year. Jagger, and he was riding on – like on, I think on a Strider. Yeah. Oh, he, he was just going back and forth, doing loops out in the pits, and just such a cool kid. Um, all right, let's get to why we really got you on here, man. Uh, racing, three rounds down, uh, factory 450 ride. Uh, you know, kind of rebuilding, getting used to the new team, you know, getting everything back in order. How do you feel about your season so far? It's been crazy starting at Loretta's, mud. I mean, nothing's been perfect this year with anything. Yeah, but, I mean, nobody can really complain, or at least riders. We're just happy to be racing. Um and just being out there. So well, they're going yeah, to complain. The, the first, they're going to complain. They're just going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the first two rounds were obviously not ideal and the first round was tough and then second round dealing with the mud, but I mean, we're racing outdoors, that's part of it. So um no, I mean it it was okay. Like I've had some decent results, but obviously not where I want to be and and we got what is it? Seven more rounds. Left, six i think six, it was nine, nine total so left. three yeah yeah so i mean it's a short series so i'm trying to get up there early on and and my starts have been a little off so that's usually my my uh strong suit but you know these first three rounds have been tough on me i've been starting in the back and just having to make my way up so um i'm just glad to be racing each weekend and obviously we have a double header this weekend friday and monday so uh, i think it's going to be interesting uh we'll see who actually can re- recover pretty fast and be ready for Monday. But, um, I mean, we train our butts off and, and work hard, so it shouldn't be an issue. But okay. it's it's um it's good racing, though, and, and I've been having a blast just, just being behind the gate. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the doubleheader in a little bit, but since you brought it up, uh, I mean, I think for some guys it may be beneficial. And then for other guys, you know, a guy like Marvin maybe who's still not 100% with his knee – the recovery time might not be quite enough. Uh, you know, how do you, how are you going to prepare for that? Because your schedule this week is going to be shortened a day by, by your normal standards, travel, everything changes. Then yeah. you're going to go race on a Friday and have just a couple days to recoup, you know, and then I, I don't know if you're going to take the family with you, but there's a lot of things that you have to do differently for this particular weekend. Uh, how do you think it's going to go? How do you think you're going to handle it? Yeah, I think we kind of got a taste of it with Supercross, but obviously that's not as, um, you know, you're not as drained after Supercross as you do with outdoors, but you kind of got a feel of, of those double headers when we did on Sunday and Wednesday. But um, 
I mean, I, I rode one day this week, and it's pretty light, so we'll be more than ready for Friday. But the Saturday and Sunday is going to be key on just recovering, um, you know, just doing light stuff, try to stay off the feet, and just rehydrate. That's the biggest thing is get your fluids back in because Saturdays, when you're driving out of that track, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> it might just be me, but I feel like I'm beyond drained. I, my whole body just aches. Um, I can't drink enough water. Like everything is just tired on me. But um, you know, I think that's a good problem to have. You know, you left it all on the track. But yeah, I, I mean, it's gonna be a quick turnaround time. Um, it'd be interesting, but uh, I don't think it'll be a problem for me. Okay. Yeah. You know, you kind of had a different approach to uh, to the career because you know you you did two fifties and then you kind of went into the four fifties for a while and you've kind of seen two eras of of racing because they you know they kind of deep they dig the tracks deeper now and all of the above so kind of going back from the, to the 250s and then kind of restarting your premier class again what it, how much different is it nowadays and like how, it just seems like it's so much more like like uh packed and there's there's more people in that area i was kind of talking to we kind of talked to brock tickle about that about like how much more intense the top 15 20 is so what's it like coming back into it like a as like a re-premier debut yeah, you were breaking up there a little bit. It was hard mm-hmm. to hear. But, uh, I mean, going from 250 to 450, I've done it in the past um, 17 and 18. So, uh, I mean, in the 250 class, it's a lot more wild. You get those those younger kids that are just all or nothing, and they're just trying to make or try to get by you as fast as possible. And in the 450 class, you get more um, seasoned guys where they set up a pass or – you know, you feel more comfortable in the 4 d class, I'd say. So, um, but yeah, we're we're the second moto, so the tracks are rougher. Um, the uh, the ruts are way deeper, so we are dealing with a tougher track. But I mean, either way, you know, it's tough. So I yeah. mean, two fifty to four fifty, I wouldn't. I it's hard to you know even point out the differences in that. It's both both classes are stacked and. You know, it's tough either way. Um, can you can you talk about 2021 at all? The, I know what the rumors are. Can you talk about it? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm racing the dirt bike. I know that. Okay. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I'm not going to push you then if you can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, so he was asking, you know, the 450 class right now, I know you enjoy riding the 450. Supercross next year, like with some of the guys moving up, Ferrandis, I mean, I don't – we don't know if you're going to be on 250 or 450, I guess. But yeah. there's going to be a lot. I mean, there there could be 20, 22, quote-unquote, factory-type riders in main events come 2021. This, Do you feel like this is the most, we say this all the time, the deepest the field has ever been in the history of the sport? I mean, every time A1 comes around, I think we, we say that. We see the lineup, and we're just like, race winner, race winner, championship, championship. Like, you can count all the way up to 20th. It's pretty crazy how stacked the 4 d class is. And, I mean, even the 2 d class. But, um, yeah, you're going to have some, some guys moving up this year that are pointing out yep. and it's gonna make, make that class even crazier. So um, It's going to be intense. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy that what's, what's hard about our sport right now is obviously it's hard to get a 450 ride. You, you really got to – be be winning and dominating to earn a 450 ride right now so um 
it's almost like a lot of guys are staying down to try to try to get that championship in the Tivity class and earn that spot in the 450. So, um, yeah, I mean, 450 class is going to be crazy next year. I'll say that. Well, yeah, you know, you kind of mentioned it. Like, there's so many good guys, and the 250 guys are kind of trying to stay down because there's really not that many places to go. I mean, you've been a victim of that a few times. With, well, I mean, you've kind of had your been at Geico for a while, but guys like yourselves that maybe don't have a, a, a deal for next year or whatever, there aren't that many put spots. And then we hear all this restructuring going on, gas gas maybe coming in, uh, TLD maybe, you know, maybe be kind of tightening up how many riders they have. There is just not enough good quality paying rides for the top-level guys. And to go out and put your life on the line and everything you have, it's got to be tough for the way the industry is right now, and it, it sucks. I wish I wish we were like NASCAR where there was just – billion dollar sponsors and teams you know with geico going away that's gonna hurt that team i think next year i hope not but um talk i mean how stressful is that for you or do you think it is for other riders when you just like you're out there you're in the top 10 or 15 of the best riders in the world but you don't know if you're gonna have a place to go yeah i mean there's riders right now that are looking for a ride that um have a lot of race wins on their credit so i mean uh, you really have to, like I said, you got to dominate the 250 class, like kind of what Dylan's doing to get that that 450 ride locked down. So, I mean, it, it's tough. I hope it it can change in the future and and suit the 450 teams better. But right now, it's some 250 guys are just kind of holding off on moving up just to secure a ride. Um, it's better than you know if you have a ride instead of trying to be a privateer and hope to get a fill-in ride or something that doesn't pay anything. Um, it, it's better to just stay down and try to win 250, and then and then hope for a 450 contract the year after. But yeah, yeah, I mean I, that's that's been a problem obviously for for a long time. So sure. hopefully that can eventually straighten itself out. Hey, on YouTube we have a question from a listener. Kentucky Curry wants to know that um, in 2025, do we have a plus 25 plus 30 champ at Loretta's that we're on the phone <laughs> with right now? I mean. What's the plan? What's the what's the long term plan? Are you going to do that? Like, uh, and then when your kid is well, chasing these, Jagger could be there too. When Jagger's chasing these Loretta champions, are you going to still have a trainer and you're going to do your own racing? What 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 do we have to look forward to? <laughs> Poor Paige, she's never going to get peace yeah. away from the track. <laughs> no, I, I do plan on going back though, for sure. I mean, a lot of ex pros you obviously see go back to the ranch. It's just a cool experience with the family, and I. I've never won a moto at the ranch and I've never won a championship. So I would like to go back and, and get that, that title that I've been wanting, you know? So where, where are you uh, parking? Like, are you going to park by the river? Or are you going up on stagecoach? Why uh, no, so- we got, we got two kids, so we'll be by the river. Yeah. <laughs> That's know? right. So right. Really swimming the whole time. So. Trying to figure out why you're being so creepy. Where are you going to park? <laughs> What's the code to your motorhome? But no, it's Weirdo. like, I know what you mean though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dark side hasn't been to yeah. the amateur national, no. so he doesn't understand. Yeah. The, the first, there's different moods, you know, it's a mood okay. down in park by the river. There's, there's just a different crew down there and you go park up top. It's, whole different it's, yeah. I'm in a van down by I the know. river. So yeah, Loretta's one was the first time I've ever been there, period. So I've never experienced yeah. uh all I experienced was some mud and uh poor scheduling on Friday with no practice that first Friday. That was a just a cluster. And yeah. It really it sucks, dude. I came up to that race and wasn't allowed to do any interviews, got no content 
and then I decide I'm not going to any more races, so I cancel all my plans, and then they give access to everybody, and Mathis gets all these interviews this weekend, post-race interviews. I was like, that's <laughs> BS. Frickin' Mathis. You've got to keep trying. you got to keep knocking that door down. Yeah, I guess, see, that's you know? the problem with having a day job, though, a real job that yeah. I, I can't just take off, but maybe I just should quit and follow <laughs> Go ahead, Scotty. Uh, kind of speaking of a little bit of the vet race, and can your uh, can your dad still rip? Does he still ride ever? Um, he hasn't rode in a long time, so uh, I, I don't. I mean, I'd have to see, but yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd say it's been a good ten years since I've seen him ride. Yeah. Really? Um. So. so future plans, Christian. You know, I mean, I, 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 how many more years do you think you want? Would you like to do this? If there's if there's a position for you at a team, and it's makes sense to race how many more years would you like to race i mean as long as i'm competitive i want to keep racing okay. um there's no like age limit where i'm like okay when i'm this old i want to i want to call it yeah or when i you know as long as when i'm lining up i have a chance to to battle with the front the front group and believe that i can be up front then i'm going to keep going until that that stops and and I would say the other thing would be like the fire, you know, like the fire burning under me. Yep. Like that's well lit right now and am more motivated than ever. And I feel like each year that just keeps building and building. So, and, and another thing is like, I'm having so much fun just riding, like during the week, practicing, just trying to be better. Like, even though I've been doing this for so long, like I still try to go to the, to the track and just be better at, cornering or starts mm-hmm. or stuff like this just like little things you can always improve on um that just never ends and i feel like that's what keeps it fun for me so um yeah i'm 29 and and uh but you have a, some other riders that are i mean you look at zach i think he's 31 and he's yeah. leading the championship right now so you can't put an age limit i mean i think everyone kind of has their moments and like zach is i feel like the older he's getting the, the faster so I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I can't disagree with you. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, people, you you can read some comments like, "Oh, you're you're old, you're washed up." It's like <laughs> keyboard warriors. <laughs> I don't feel old, so right. You know, no, I, no, and very, until that time comes, I'll be I'll be racing. Very few guys have the style and the the technique you do. I mean, you make it look like artwork out there. Um, talk about the Honda deal for a minute. You know, when you first were signed to come over. Kenny was obviously the main guy, right? And he decided to step down for outdoors. Did that put any extra pressure on you or did anything change? You know, uh, helping Chase out. Chase is killing it right now. Uh, just kind of talk about the d- dynamic of uh, Honda. Uh, I think it took pressure off of me because okay. I was already on the 450 and we were just kind of, I feel like we we're scrambling to get parts just because the team is is 250 team like you know it's they have all their time invested in 250 and so you go to our race shop we don't have anything for 450 and so it was kind of a struggle for a couple weeks there just trying to figure out plans and and what we could do but um yeah i mean that was kind of like a pressure it it relieved the pressure of getting that call the week before so um i mean it's obviously sad for for kenny but right um I think he's doing the right thing, just being smart. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to take advantage of this time. Awesome. All right, I'm going to ask a question, and i got to know about how you feel when you hear somebody like Weege and guys that, of the sport who say Christian Craig is the smoothest, most technical rider that just keeps picking his bike up off the ground. Oof. 
<laughs> I mean, you could, yeah, you could say that, or you could say that, you know, I, I'm just always trying to push that limit. I think I, I, I fall. So I yeah. think what it is is you pushing your limit. You make it look so easy to push that limit that it looks like you're yeah. just super smooth and technical. You think that's what it is? I, I'd say so. It's like if if I'm looking out of control, then I'm I'm going slow. You know? <laughs> right. so, yeah, I got like, you. The more smooth I look and the more like, oh, he, why does he look so slow? And then you put a <laughs> clock on me, you're like, okay, never mind. He's, he's one of the fastest. Yeah, so, I got you. I think the other that's thing. That's my thing is like I'm always just trying to, to ride like I know how to, and that's, you know, trying to be smooth and consistent. Yeah, and I think with you, Christian, very I think very few people dislike you. So then when we see Christian picking up his bike, we're all like, oh, man. Not again. God, you know, because <laughs> – Oh yeah, I just I, I'm always bummed when when I see Christian, you know, especially when I pick you in fantasy. I'm saying he's always on my fantasy that. team. Bro. We're not gonna, yeah, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about fantasy. Scotty's got one last question, and then we'll let you go there, Christian. I mean, it kind of we everybody talks about it, and it's always kind of obviously known. But starts are always important, you know. Every it's one of GL's picks tips every week. <laughs> every week. But I just like I, I've seen you be the guy that's been a good starter is. Is there a lot more emphasis on qualifying time and gate pick now? Because, like, you know, the deep field and everything, like, where do do you begin that journey? Are you thinking about in qualifying? Are you just kind of trying to, like, be smooth and just put in your laps or kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah. I I always try to take qualifying pretty serious. Um, I I always try to be inside the top ten, I think, Anything after that, you're you're not getting to choose a, a gate that you really like, um, and and gate is huge right now. Or, or always is really important. That's the number one thing to get off the line good and, and be confident in what you choose. So, um, yeah, I mean that's my my thing is always top ten and and be able to choose the gate that you feel more most comfortable in. So, um, I've been struggling lately with uh, with my starts and. Not sure why. Like I, I've been doing everything the same. It's just a couple things that I'm I'm uh, not really, I guess, taking advantage of on the start and not being aggressive enough. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I worked on today was just just trying to to fine tune that stuff so I can get get up front. You know, I, I'm known for for starting up front, so um, that shouldn't be a problem for me. Awesome. Well, Christian, thanks for having some time for us. Uh, thanks to your lovely wife, Paige, for. Getting it set up for me. Um, good luck this weekend. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you pull a whole shot, and maybe uh, maybe we won't be talking about Eli and Zach all the time. We need to be talking about Christian back up there, man, because I'm a Honda guy, so I need that red bike out front, man. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Christian. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. All right, Christian Craig. Um, what would you think? That's the first time you talked to him. Yeah. Scotty? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I- yeah. I've always liked Christian. I mean, like, it's kind of funny. We keep we keep getting these guys like Christian and Cole and a couple, of, and not, they're all my. I'm all the same age as them, so I've kind of always been that. The, I've always watched their careers progress because you kind of always wonder, you know, like, oh, that's that's where I would be if I had been gifted with being extremely <laughs> fast. So yeah. it's cool to talk to those guys and kind of yeah. see where they are because I I'm, I've put myself in similar life points. It's funny. I I see myself. As the guy oh, that TJ joked about deep. a little while ago as A-Ray. <laughs> the guy that's sort of like out of control and like just twisting the throttle and hoping for hey, the best. I mean, he's got twisted T-graphics. He's got to be twisting the throttle. A-Ray does? 
Wasn't no, it? He's a, he's no, that SGB. was Intignap. I'm sorry. Yeah, that yeah. Was that's it. Okay, yeah, that's my bad. Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah, Hep. Yeah, because A Ray SGB. But the story, dude, if you, if you guys didn't listen to uh, the press conference with Adam Cincerillo, which was the Saturday night press conference. Oh, with the flat tire? Yeah, when he told that story, oh that God, was, I, that. like everybody in the press conference, like we're all muted, but we can see each other on Zoom, and we're all just laughing so hard. I about died inside when yeah. I listened to that. See, I, I kind of heard them talk about it on Pope a little bit, but I didn't yeah. kind of get the so, whole story. Go look at the on YouTube the Racer X press conference from Saturday. I watched it. And here's the other thing. So Supercross, all the Zoom press conferences, like if you wanted to, if you had a question – you would just raise your hand, literally raise your hand on camera, and Danny would see you. Or you could do it in the chat and say, hey, I got a question, and he'd, he'd get to you. So the first Zoom call a few weeks ago that I did for outdoors, he says, hey, raise, you know, raise your hand if you have a question. So, like, I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising. Nobody else is raising their hand, but he's calling on all them. There's a button. Hang on. <laughs> that is the, the punchline, you dill hole. But this goes on for three or four press conferences and last night on the Monday one, he says, use the, 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 the raise your hand option or whatever, which I still can't find. But I was like, I texted Weed and I was like, you got to be kidding me. He literally, I thought he meant literally. So Weed sent me three texts in a row that was ha 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 Just laughing. I was like, yeah, I didn't know. You're so over here like they're I kept wondering why him. every time I raised my hand, the other guys were laughing. That's funny. So anyway... Uh, yeah, so uh, that's my Zoom. And I still yeah. don't know how to raise your hand on Zoom. There's not – I can't find a button that says raise your hand. I think it's just a little hand, right? I don't see it in my Zoom. Mm. So, hey. yeah. <laughs> hey, I bet you uh, Weege would know. Probably. I don't feel like – I don't think I need to bother him again with that. But <laughs> I like the I like the respond, the ba ha Yeah, he, he gave funny. me three long lines of laughing. Yeah, he said, oh, that, that's, that's awesome stuff. or something. But, okay, last commercial break. We'll be back with Chris Moore. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at... 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks that's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven dudes, Trey. I wear fly you wear fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. 
If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. We're back, and our next guest is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race motorcycles, sprint cars, or anything else, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. B-L-U-D, lubricants. Use promo code MOTOX to save and let us help us uh, beat out Chris Kiefer on sales this year. Blood Lubricants brings us privateer Chris Moore. What's up, dude? Nothing. What's going on, man? How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, hey, do you have us on, like, speakerphone or earbuds or anything? Yeah, I had you on speaker. Is that better now? Yeah, yeah, that uh, that was causing a little bit of feedback. I appreciate that. So we had you on a while back, and, uh, man, you were I think you were kind of working towards racing some nationals, and so far that hasn't happened. What's been going on with you, man? Yeah, definitely nationals were the plan this summer. And yeah. Actually, before the first Loretta's National, my 450 actually blew up. And with the whole corona thing and all that, it's been so hard to get parts is the problem. I'm waiting on two collars for the cases where the swing arm axle goes through. Okay. And they're back ordered till September tenth. Holy crap. So so yeah, now I've just been I've honestly been racing locally and one of my buddies has been fortunate enough to let me ride his bike. So I've just been riding a KTM and just racing locally, trying to make some money and doing all that. Yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter. Didn't you make an account or a post like, "Sorry, I, I crashed your bike" or something? Yeah. Oh my God, I destroyed it. I feel so bad for the poor kid. Well, wait a minute. You make it sound like you're not going to fix it. You just broke it and gave it back. What was that? You said you make it sound like you're not going to fix it. Did you just break it, and oh. not give it back, and just give it back? No, <laughs> no. I I had, I had to order a pro circuit pipe today. Oh man, I ordered. I had to order some plastics. Oh, yeah, I destroyed it this weekend. What did you do? Uh, it was just an open-A moto, and I wound up getting together with this kid, and I sucked his front tire into my back wheel, and it just waffled everything back there. Uh, that sounds awesome. Well, if it, yeah, had, been, if it had been a Husky, the, the subframe probably would have survived. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a KTM. He rides a Husky. He's got a KTM and a Husky, but he's been riding the Husky KTM. Right on. Well, so you're, you're I guess, uh, is Alexander Ratner, is that, that's one of your buddies? Yeah, he's one of my good buddies. He's, he's a really cool dude. You know him? Well, only through social media. And he's, you know, he reached out to me. and was like, hey, dude, you got to get Chris back on. And he, uh, he, he sounds like he's a big supporter of you and helping you out and is kind of wanted just to get your story out there, you know. And he, he asked me to ask you to tell your TPJ experience story. How was that with, with Ted Parks? Yeah. I love that experience. Like, I wish I kind of knew more what I was getting myself into that summer. Okay. Because like I, like I told you on the last podcast, it's definitely super hard to go to these nationals knowing I don't ride during the week because I got to work to yeah. pay to race on the weekend. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's the hardest part. So, I felt like if I would have not put so much pressure on myself on the weekends, I probably would have rode a little better. But, you know, you go out there and you're like, all right, I have a super good bike. I had a full Twisted Development Husky 250F, so I had a good bike. It made, like, 50 horsepower, super fast. 
And I honestly thought I should have been way better. And when you go out to Hangtown for the first one, you qualify like 53rd, 54th, and you're like, <laughs> like where where do I make up these two, three seconds I need? You're like, I like how do I do this? Yeah. But that's that's just to deal with that stuff. It's just super hard to get anything going. You you need some momentum going, and working you know 50, 60 hours during the week definitely isn't going to help you. No, it, to to do what you're trying to do, man, you you got to be you're doing it for the passion and the love of it, uh, and that's that's to be commended. But it's it's definitely a very tough road. It's got to be very stressful and frustrating to not be able to get like a step ahead. Oh yeah, for sure. If I was trying to make money riding dirt bikes, I I don't think I would have ever chose to ride dirt bikes in my life. Right. Well, yeah, it's, you know, being right there on that threshold of, of getting that support in those rides, you know, you're, I mean, you're a young kid, it's kind of, you almost have to be like a business expert if you're not one of those people that gets thrown into, you know, you just, you sign a factory ride. So having to search for it, what have you found works best for you to get a hold of people and kind of get your name out there? What works best for you? What was that? Can you just speak up a little bit? Um, I was just kind of talking about how it, how being on the threshold of being the pro and getting all the support, like... What do you do to kind of like put your name out there and, and how do you kind of present yourself to some of the support and other teams? Well, honestly, I was really having a hard time getting my name out there to people to get some support to be able to do national. So that's honestly why I did the TPJ thing because, you know, with that, you get the gear, you get the transport, you get the clutches, you get all that stuff, with, which just takes the stress of not knowing what you're going to have for the weekend off of your plate. Yeah. So I, I definitely back that program 100%. Like, that is probably the best stepping stone to, like, knowing what the next level is really like. We, we really like Ted Parks. So going forward, are you trying to – I got a question, and then I'll ask my – I mean, I got a, a two questions, I guess it would be. Um, are you trying to, like, do the 450 or 250 deal in the outdoors? 450 deal this year for outdoors. Last summer I raised a 250. Right. So going into this, and and I asked this kind of a little bit because I have a son who's working on kind of the same same style program you are, and at least that's the plan for the last few nationals. What like right now the 450 class is really stacked, and I know in the past it seems like a lot of the privateers it was a little bit easier to get in on the 450. Be and but the 250 class you had to have a really built bike, so. Tell us a little bit about that, making your decision to do 450 instead of 250, especially as deep as the field is right now with, with a lot of, like, the top 20 guys are all, I mean, there's past champions right now that are getting 18th and 19th. Yeah, no, it, it is definitely probably the most stacked I've ever seen, for sure. But the problem with having a full mod 250F is then you need a practice bike because you can't, you can't really race that race bike during the week or on the weekend doing any local stuff because you don't want to touch that thing those things are five ten hour motors so you got to really just maintain those things to such a high standard and then just riding a 450 like i went out and just sold my 250f last year and then bought a yamaha 450 and honestly i didn't do anything for probably the first 15 hours i rode it with stock suspension <laughs> everything i put i put a thrill seeker seat cover on it some blood lubricants oil in it and that was pretty much it and i just ran that thing and then i had a local guy do my suspension and i honestly i love that thing like 
I was going to buy a pipe for it. And then I was like, I don't even think it needs a pipe. So yeah. I didn't even do that. So I was just riding it like that, having fun with it. And then unfortunately it blew up. So Pure that, really put a, that put a damper on those plans to do any nationals. But right. So you said you were working during the week. Are you doing that now? Yeah, we're, I work full-time. I'm an equipment operator. Okay, so that kind of takes you out of being able to go to Canada and stuff like that, huh? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, Canada was probably more so my plan this summer, just to get my feet wet more doing like 30-plus dues, build some confidence, and then come back and do more of the local like East Coast rounds, Yeah, like Red Bud. But you had to quarantine for 14 days up there, and that's physically impossible for me to do with work and stuff like that yep, yeah 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 you can't I, I know that uh what's his name um nicoletti can't even come home during the break because right. of the quarantine again yep. so yep yeah that it's just that whole situation's crazy but definitely would like to do some racing up in canada that sounds like fun to me yeah it looks fun unless you're in a situation like richard taylor was and with a team mm. that just wasn't working out and he just to, to heck he with came it. home yeah he's well he's on yeah, his way home. i saw that I saw that this morning. He just said he left the team. Yeah, I talked to RT today. Said he's on his way home, but uh, yeah, I, I, I can't really get into it too much. But it just yeah. it From didn't the, work out. I'll say this: I haven't talked to either one of them. I'm friends with Richard. And my son's friends with Richard, mm-hmm. but I haven't talked to anybody about it from the post and from what I've seen. What's going on there? It just yeah. It was, it was one of those deals where the team and him just didn't Yeah, didn't I don't job. think – it sounds like he never really had a chance, yeah. really, unfortunately. Yeah. So. The team was behind the eight ball because yeah. of this COVID. I mean, it was kind of one of those deals. So, yes. Yeah, I heard Cade talking about it a little bit on Pulp this morning, actually, and he oh. said he had the same screw back out four times in his right. Ra- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I was like, how? Like how? So to ch- you just said you listened to Pulp. How far have you gotten in? Oh, I, I listen to them every Tuesday. That's well, no, my to this... five hours for Tuesday. Oh, so you finished the show today? Yeah, yep, I finished. Uh, man, what, what, do you, what do you think about my graphics? I bet you he doesn't have <laughs> as many sponsors as you do. I like the graphics. I don't know why they were Thank being you. so mean. All right, so far, so far, most people have actually said it's fine. Some people, I, I told the, the guys earlier, they've said like, yeah, it's a lot, but it's yours. Don't like nobody's been quite as uh rough as steve on me the people that are telling you hey it's your graphics you do what you want are just being nice they don't well, like it okay you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. yeah, but no, steve was a little brutal out there and then i think Cade was just playing a little middleman right there yeah well we're, we're gonna get a response he didn't want <laughs> to upset steve too much i don't think I'll have a response on the wrap up tomorrow, so we'll <laughs> we'll 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 get into that tomorrow. But uh, hey, so Alexander also told me to ask you to talk about uh, riding and training up in New York. Uh, give us a little bit about that. What was that about? Yeah, so honestly, Al- how I really got super close with Alex is he's got this stand track out in Long Island, which is about an hour and twenty for me, and pretty much all winter long, me, him, and this kid, uh, Hunter Stemple, who also races pro, we just pounded out motos there every weekend, doing lap times, doing sprints, doing all that stuff. And Alex is super helpful with just critiquing riding form, riding style, all that stuff. He loves he loves his sport, and he'll do anything to give back. That's so cool. he would sit there, watch, take photos, do whatever he could to help me and Hunter out as much as we could. Awesome. So, so I got pretty much – what was that? Oh, no, go ahead. I, I thought you were done. Yeah, so we pretty much rode there all winter as long as it wasn't frozen. 
and then other than that, we're just chasing the snow wherever wherever we could go where there's no snow is where we're yeah. riding. So, so you're talking about on Long Island, like the track is on Long Island, and yeah, it's in. Yep. I had been for the very first time. I'd been to New York. I do like delivery. I have a hotshot truck, and I've been on the island. And I've been to like to Manhattan and different stuff like that. Last month was my first time to actually like get deep into Long Island. And here in, from Texas and from the South, when you think of New York, you just think of like the Statue of Liberty and all the buildings everywhere. I didn't realize that Long Island, like there was farms and stuff out there. I, the, the, oh, yeah. My mind was blown that there was <laughs> even a spot out there that had Whoa. trees. All I've ever seen is like, I thought the only trees there were going to be in like Central Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's Long Island is honestly pretty pretty big like you don't even think about it when you look at the map but there's there's a lot to it i live about 20 minutes outside of new york city like so i'm closer to the city like are you like in on on the island what was that i said are are you on the island no i'm not on long island i'm about an hour from long island i got you okay uh, what's what's the pro-am scene like up there? I feel like it's kind of like, I don't, uh, down here in the south we have a lot of big amateur nationals and stuff, and up there it's kind of it kind of tough. What's what's the scene like trying to go make those little pro purse weekends? Yeah, there's there's a couple pro-ams that we get up here. We have English Town, which is pretty close to me, which gets Kawasaki Racer Champions every year. That's that's the place Weege Weege grew up at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So that's a pretty big one. We we have this local track up here called Walden, which normally gets a Pro-Am every year, which is pretty good. Good turnout there. And then Field of Dreams in New Jersey will normally get a Pro-Am. Um, Hurricane Hills out in PA will get a pro, Pro-Am. And these are all, like, within two hours, two and a half hours from me. So they're all fairly close. We just do those on the weekends whenever they are, but... Obviously, with the whole Corona thing this year, there hasn't been any. Did you do the the main event race, the race? No. How did you miss that? It's in your backyard. No, main event's pretty far from me. That's like four hours. We were were planning to drive there from Texas for the race. (laughs) So don't tell me it was that far. He doesn't have. Good thing you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, What happened? Did they cancel it? No, they raced. But did you see the photos and stuff of it? It poured there. Oh, uh, no, I missed it. I know we're going to Baja this week. Uh, next weekend is Baja. Or this weekend, excuse ooh. me. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome one. That's a good time. That track that track, and that, that, that track needs a national. It's so good. I was honestly, when Steve brought that up on Pulp today, where he said they should have went to Baja for one national and then Redbud for one, that, that would have worked perfect. Dude, right. ba- Baja's, and that event is just amazing. It's cool, huh? Yeah, it's yeah awesome. it is. Like, huh. I, don't, I don't know why they didn't consider, consider doing something like that. Well, who knows? we don't really know what all Davey tried doing, because he told us that he talked to Freestone and Swan and who knows really who he, yeah, but I'm sure it came down to money and a lot of other things. And the teams, I mean, well, teams I, have a lot yeah. to say. I know a track down here who has a ATV Pro National, and they were begging, it say, bring it count. here. It will, no, no, I'm saying they were. It's at, they're part of the AMA stuff, so they and they have a, a national that's on TV and all that kind of stuff. And they're saying, bring a national to us. We'll we'll foot the bill. We'll build the track. We'll do we'll, we'll do whatever we got to do. Even if we can't have spectators, whatever it has to happen, 
and they just basically told him, nah. <laughs> and this is a national caliber track. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. Well, Chris, what's uh, what's your plans for the next few months, man? What I, I guess it's just wait on waiting on the the spacers. Yeah, waiting on spacers, and now I'm waiting on a pipe from Pro Circuit Gosh. so I could put put together my buddy's bike. And hopefully, he doesn't want to kill me too bad for it. Yeah, that sucks, man. But that, I mean, really, that is the life of a true privateer, right there. That's that's uh, oh yeah, that's gnarly, man. But I, I like I said, I commend you for still going after it, and um, hopefully, uh, hopefully things will get going in the right direction for you, man. Because that's that's a, I know it's stressful and a bummer. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they actually cancel Paula and move it to High Point or right. something close to me. That that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, that's definitely something that could happen. I mean, there's certainly a lot of rumors that it's going to happen, but we'll... Yeah, that's that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Well, Chris, man, I appreciate you coming on for a little bit and talking to us. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. All right. Well, uh, since you listen to the Pulp so much, I need to get you on the wrap-up show one night. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Okay. Well, I'll get with you, and we'll get that thing scheduled. But thanks again for coming on, and thanks to Alexander for reaching out and uh, letting me know you you wanted to come back on. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, buddy. Good luck. Take care, man. All right. Yeah, that sucks, dude, that he can't go race because he's waiting on a couple spacers that are back-ordered. Like, yeah. there's not somebody that can help him out. It took me It took me four months to get an exhaust cam for my 450. That's nuts. Like, I, I don't. I just can't wrap my brain around that. That's, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's kind of one of those weird things where you're like, I, I mean, if you're just doing it because that's what you want to do, because you want to race for fun and and all that kind of stuff, and and you know, but if you're really trying to make a go at it, I don't see how you could even think about making a real go at it with one bike. That my brain doesn't comprehend that. Well, I mean, I guess you probably really can't, but he, the position he's in, that's probably all he can afford, and that's just where he's at, you know. But he run still wants to do it. So, yeah, it's tough, man. It sucks for him. Um, yeah feel bad for the guy so i want to touch on we talked about twitter a minute ago and just you guys don't have twitter neither one of you nope no okay but you you know you hear the stories about uh the negativity the haters all the the cesspool as they said the reason why i don't have twitter and facebook i don't like facebook because you have to listen to people's opinions Mm -hmm. and twitter is just listening to people's opinions without the good side like photos of people you know or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's fairly accurate. I don't know that I would have them if it wasn't for the show and having to yeah. do it to promote the show. That's different. But what do you think? Like, honestly, I'll go to you, TJ, first. The, the, the haters, the negativity. There's a couple people on – there's one in particular on Twitter that it's all negative constantly, constantly. That's The only reason the account exists is to be negative and bash and hate. Like what does that say about somebody? Uh, I don't know because <laughs> I'm kind of a negative person, and Not I like think this. it's fun to rag on people. So, but I don't have an account. I don't think I would do that. But I you, don't know. But that's different. You have like good-hearted, lighted intentions with that. There's there's a difference between ragging on somebody because and you're friends a piece with because if you're because well if you're friends with somebody the the more you're better you're friends with somebody the more you can rag on them yeah so that's different than just being malicious and just people you don't even know and just tearing them down i i, I that's why i don't get on it it's trolls man i just yeah there's just, like i don't want to fill my brain up with reading that stuff it's just no i don't have i room just can't for it. really figure it out man is, when I, garrett said uh warren mx is a jackhole 
Huh. I've never heard of this Warren MX. Like, seriously? I've heard of the name. Really? Are you being one of those trolls? I don't know anything like that's that. The per- that's the account that's constant negativity. What is- it just, it's not even a real person. It's not a real thing. It's somebody's fake account just to talk trash. Well, we've had issues with people on this show doing that, and they are no longer technically part of the show. Okay. So it kind of tells you how I feel about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, man. But Did you get what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I like, do, yeah. I do. But this yeah. is way worse than that. Like, it's it, I don't even know how to get into it without giving credit to this account, so I'm just going to stay away from it. But, <clears throat> like, I guess the <laughs> the account has made some waves because most of the people in the industry know who it is, and they're all like, yeah, I just muted him or blocked him, so you can't. Why do you? Why wouldn't y'all throw him on blast if you know who it is? Because it's just given the, it's, it's he wins. MX. He it's, wins. Yeah, it's just, but, mean, but no, so you know, but you don't know who the person. No, nobody. It. I this person says like, oh, I'm friends with Mathis and I'm friends with JT or whatever, and then like Mathis is like, I have no idea who that is. I you know I asked and they I muted him because I can't stand the account and JT's the same thing. He's just a piece of crap, and nobody that I know knows who it is, and they all say that it's what it's just horrible and then if you look at the po- things he posts there's almost never any responses there'll be two or three likes can you and just out of curiosity so like what kind of thing are they saying like it's like like dropping cuss words or like it's i would have to go like pull it up but it's with what what i get forwarded sometimes or whatever like i'll get people will tell me about it the guy hates me yeah, that, that's what like garrett said i hear that they especially troll you yeah, and I like I, I don't see them. I think they subscribe to whatever this account is, so I can read it. I yeah, I don't see it would them be enjoyable. anymore. <laughs> so I, I yeah, but it, it's, it's probably so, like, it's probably it's TJ. A, it's kind of, yeah, it could be. Well, no, whoever TJ, I don't think so. Whoever this person is, is a miserable, pathetic human being. It's sad. And it's most definitely me. Yeah, this, no, you're, not, you're making my bad, case. Dude. You're not that bad. Um. You guys ready to wrap this thing up? It's, Hal said it's yeah. Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to Damon today, man. Damon's cool. Damon's yeah. uh, Damon's frustrated because he's not healing as fast as he wants to, like most of us would feel. Especially when you get older, you start healing Yeah, he said uh, his neck's starting to feel a little bit better. Is he uh, still healing from you crashing his bike? Uh, no, he crashed his own bike. <laughs> Reeling, not healing. Yeah, he crashed his own damn bike. Uh, yeah, that was on him, man, not me. Let's see here. I'll tell you what he said. Uh uh, I said I had my pins out for two weeks now, just trying to get my flexibility back. Pretty much the same with my neck. My neck is probably doing the best. But he's, yeah, he's just frustrated because he wants it to be 100% overnight, like yeah. most of us would. So, yeah, shut up, Hal. It's probably Hal. Well, I'd say it was Hal if I thought Hal could actually work Twitter. It, the, the Twitter? The Twitter. The tweeter. Yeah. I think Hal does have a Twitter account, but I don't know if he's been on it in a long time. Somebody said Moto... Nine seven three said, "Was it the crash or the fight with chicken that did more damage?" Yeah, the the fight with chicken for sure, because the crash, like it wasn't even really his bike, and he was done riding, so he was fine. Oh, he's talking about Damon's crash, yeah. or the yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it was the crash. <laughs> yeah, that that was gnarly. So anyway, all right, let's wrap this thing up. I guess does either one of you have anything else? But don't forget our new uh, new sponsor. Yeah, I was trying to get Shand on, but he has not answered. So. Guess it's not going to happen. So I, uh, all right, let's thank our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant Oils, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Extreme Colors, Helmet Painting, Cherubies USA, X Brand Goggles, Williams Motor Works, 
and our newest sponsor, Berm Lords Graphics. Please go give them a follow. Check them out. If you need some graphics, hit them up. We'll get you. We'll get an email and an actual commercial set up and get a link on the website so you guys can check it out. But uh, that's it, I guess. TJ, Scott, appreciate you guys being in the studio, even though you were late. And once again, Scott a couple was of- late. I, I was on time. I feel like I I never know when I never know what's early. Actually, it so was five thirty. It was five twenty nine when he walked in. So technically, that's not true. It was definitely after five thirty. Yeah, it was like five forty, and you were still setting up cameras when he walked in. The idea, especially when we're doing YouTube, start at five thirty. Okay, I need to be better about that. I was making last minute notes. That was my bad. Yeah, well, at least you're making notes. <laughs> do what? Do we have a button that says "pew" makes yeah. the the a hole thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I have that drop somewhere, but yeah. we have to have a way to play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get out of here. All right, we're out. That's it for one seventy two. Uh, next week we'll be here Wednesday, so maybe you'll be in. Don't forget about the giveaway for the kinetic K one twenty one. I think I said I don't even remember now the uh, the kinetic gear. I don't remember what line I said, but if you guys are confused about how to play, I don't know what to tell you. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. We're out of here. Hey, we're back for just a second because I forgot to give two shout-outs. Um, Friday, you took half your day off to help me rebuild my 06. That was nothing. Tear it down, rebuild the engine, TJ. And I appreciate that. I, I told you that that day, but I want to say it on here because I bust your balls all the time. But the reality is I couldn't do that work. I've never done a bottom end. And you, instead of spending time with your wife, you tore my bike down. And that means a lot to me. And during that day, I told you about somebody that had made yeah. a comment about YouTube. And I did. I finally found it. <laughs> so the guy's name was Ryan. And he said, man, I finally went back and watched the stream after just listening for about a year. And you guys should do and push that more. It's cool to put faces to the names and personalities. Thanks for the content. And he might have been the same guy, but a couple people have pointed out that they really like you being on the show. And you're okay. a great addition, Scotty. So... To Ryan, the people that do reach out and do tell us they like the show, thank you. And TJ, thank you for yeah, no problem. for being a good friend and a good help. And uh, doing even though I give you shit, you're, you really know what you're doing on the technical side of most things. Well, I, I look at it as for Pulp, you're basically the whipping boy there. So I'll let you like like pick on me here, so you feel better about yourself. That's what it is. It, it, it's just helping your confidence. That's just yeah, all I'm trying um, to do. For the listeners, you should, I'm your Warren MX. <laughs> yes. Oh, y'all exactly. should for the listeners. Y'all should see. I'm, we're on a group text now, so y'all should see them in a group group text. Oh, that's nothing. Dude. <laughs> that's no, the, if the you had seen the text back when, in their old days when Muscle Mark and Phil oh, were on here, God. it was, just it was but so brutal. I bet it was like an episode of the Golden like, It was girls. great. I you loved know how it. 2020 is all politically correct. Yeah. And me too. Oh no, not. no. We would all be flagged under the stake. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> It was 1980s style <laughs> conversations of just ripping each it was, other. It was everything up till it wasn't racist, but everything else bad. Sexist, yeah, it might as well have every, been. Yeah, it was it everything. It might as well have been. It was so bad. Yeah. All right. All okay, right, guys. That's okay. it. We're actually out of here now. Thanks. Peace.